I'm Gab, he's Jules, blue skies over West London, back from your trip to the States, yes. I'm out of COVID, all is good. Uh, amazing. Uh, we have a ton of things to get into. Pochettino, almost done. Yeah. We've got this Lewandowski money thing, which keeps rumbling on forever. Um, we've got Nations League, some big results, but we have to start with Darwin Nunez. Breaking news. Just, as breaking news, mm-hmm. as we record this, I don't think there's an announcement. As we record this, there's no announcement for Liverpool yet, no. but there is, more importantly, an announcement from Benfica. They're listed on the stock exchange. They have to announce it. They have said that Darwin Nunez has been sold to Liverpool. We have a better handle on the price as well. Yeah. Um, and remember, this is the nice... I, I, I love this. I love when we have <laughs> transparency. I hate it when people obfuscate numbers and lie about it and then you know put an add-on, signing this. No, no. If you listen on stock exchange like Benfica, you have to put the actual numbers. Yeah. 75 million euros is the deal. Um, there's an additional. It could be could rise by another 25 million right. euros to be 100 million euros. Yeah. 25 million euros, 64 million pounds. If you're stuck on sterling, um, this is going to be partly based on, um, on 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 team performance, partly based on appearances. So yeah. over time, that number will rise. Uh, we're under, our understanding is six year deal. That's not been confirmed, but yeah. that's a smart money. Do you like this? I like this. I'm excited to see uh, what happens. Let's not forget that. This season, the one that just finished, he was amazing. Scored 34 goals in 41 games in all competitions. He was maybe even better in the Champions League than in, than in the Portuguese League, which I think the Portuguese League is, is a good level, but you always have to be a bit careful with those numbers. But what he did in the Champions League, including the games against Liverpool, was very impressive. If he can stay injury-free, because he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of knee injuries as well through his career from, from the start at Peñarol, then, then in Spain, Almeria, and then at Benfica too. So let's see. But I think compared to what they had up front, and considering this is only happening because Mane is going to leave for sure, and they used the Mane money already for this transfer, I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm going to break this down a little bit in terms of, as you know, I like to look at the numbers. Um, and I'm going to deal in euros now, so don't flip out. But if it's 75 million, right? We always, we always talk about my favorite word, uh, not my favorite word, but amortization. Amortization. Right? The way clubs go and account is a 75 million in Liverpool's books gets spread over the life of his contract. Yeah. So it's actually going to cost them 75 divided by six, so yeah. it's 12 million um, plus change, plus his wages. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that his bases are not going to be more than 10 million euros a year. No, I think it's six, six nets, I think. Right, which is about 10 million euros yeah. a year, right? So it's, it's a little bit less than what Mane was earning, yeah. right? Which is understandable. He's 22, he's younger. So if you put those two things together, he is costing Liverpool per season um, around 22 million. Now, you look at the savings you're going to make if Mane goes, yeah. you're going to get an influx of 35 million. Let's assume yeah. 35 million euros. I think that sounds yeah. reasonable. Mm-hmm. Could be a little more, could be a little less. Yeah. Plus, of course, you're not paying Mane's wages, yeah. which is, again, round about 12 million euros, right? So effectively, what you've done is, in the short term, you've made money, at least for this first, for this first year. And you have a replacement who can grow. My thing with him though is I think we're going to see more of him I wouldn't be surprised if initially we see more of him play on the wing uh, play on the left hand side come in I'm not sure he's going to be thrown in then why do you play Diaz no no I well I think there's going to be rotation I think he's going to be brought along slowly I I really wouldn't be surprised 
if Firmino comes back and is fit, and obviously yeah. Firmino's contract is also expiring, I don't think he's going to go because with his injuries, I think, hey, personally, if I'm Liverpool, I would say, hey, Bobby, if you show us your fitness, we'll give you another year. I don't think it's in yeah, his interest to necessarily try to force a move now or whatever. But I would imagine some sort of Salah Jota Diaz being your kind of your base lineup, yeah, and then Firmino and um, Darwin. And, and Darwin being eased in, yeah, but yeah. primarily on the left. I, I think initially, yeah, because it's probably. just a very different started. football that from that Benfica played last year. Yeah, from it is. from from what Klopp does. Yeah, it is. It is. It'd be very interesting. I think he can bring this kind of versatility in a way of playing wide left or even right, wide right. And then that centre-forward role that I think he can shine in a club system, but he will need to learn it. Remember Fabinho, they, 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 they took six months to work with him before starting him, same in a way with Konate, and I think yeah. we could see the same with him. So let's not be too impatient either when he arrives, because I think he will need a bit of time. Now, obviously, the big question is now, does Salah extend his contract? Yeah. Um, also, because this is another reason, by the way, to play centre-forward. Now, when Jota plays through the middle, or which has happened occasionally, when, uh, when when Mane did it last year, when Firmino does it, they're very aware of the runs that Salah makes into the middle. Mm. Um, this is going to be very different. And I think, again, that's another factor. Let's delve a little bit more into, mm. into Darwin Nunez and, and what we know. I mean, one of the first things that comes to mind, and, and I haven't done this, I think somebody should do this, I might go back and do it, is obviously... You talked about his performances in the um, in the Champions League, sort of showing this great promise. And I think when we look at when we look at players, there's so many different angles, right? You can look at yeah. numbers, both analytics and just appearances and goals. You can look at what the player is, and when you look at somebody like Darwin Nunez, you see somebody who is. I'm struck by how strong he is yeah, physically. So. Um, he's got high. He's got a lot of work rate, um, and he seems to make good decisions. Hmm. And, and these are things that club obviously, quick. obviously values. Yeah. And he's quick at six or two, maybe not the first step, but he's got that kind of acceleration, that, that progression, as, they, um, as we call it. That said, he scored a ton of goals at Almeria. I think in some ways, maybe that's, for me, that's slightly more significant or as significant as the goals he scored for Benfica. Yeah. Because, of course, two years ago at Benfica, he only scored six goals. Yeah. And he had injuries, but he still got into 20-odd games. This past season, I think he started 24 games, came off the bench six times, scored a lot of goals. But again, in the Portuguese league, I wonder how do those goals translate to the Premier League? Mm. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see how long it takes to adapt. I mean, the, phys- his, the physical qualities that he has should help him you know, massively to come to England and and, you know, and be strong and be... Well, we say, we say that, right? Romelu Lukaku has a lot of physical qualities too. Yeah, but he's he, a lot of goals in the Premier League. No, but well, not this past season. Well, okay, yeah, but what I'm saying different. is it can work both ways, right? If I'm playing for Benfica uh, in Portugal and I'm playing Portimonense or whatever, yeah, yeah. right, and I can physically dominate when I play in the Premier True, League, yeah, yeah. where not just is the, is the general quality higher, but generally you get more physicality or you can get more physicality from defenders refereed a little bit differently I'm not sure that's something you can necessarily rely on to no no I see what you mean but I I do think that it's better to come in this country and have this kind of that kind of that kind of of it is anyway then I think he's an incredible finisher I really think that he's 
getting better and better and better. But the numbers in terms of expected goals, touches in the box were always high, even in the Spanish second division. So on that level, I, I don't think there would be a problem. And he was only 20 when he was there, by the way. Yeah, which, he was Which really I think young. is also worth and remembering. To be fair, the three seasons he had in South America were not the most convincing because, again, there was a few injuries. There was, there was it was, you know... Peñarol, I think, was a, was a good schooling for him, but it was not the finished article, for example, when he moved to Europe completely. The, and, the, and if you look at... He's, he's very Cavani-esque and, and Uruguayan-esque in the way he plays. He runs a lot. He, he loves the fighting spirit. You know, he never gives up, the pressing, all of that. This is great. This is good for club. There's no problem. Yeah. However, there's still a big difference, you're right, in terms of transition from Benfica and the way they played and then going into a club system in the Premier League, playing 55 games minimum a season and having all that intensity, all that running to do without the ball, with the ball, being so intelligent and so clever the way you play because in that Liverpool team, the one thing you have to have is super intelligence. Yeah. And I think this will be very interesting to see how he, you know, how he adapts to it. And, and I wouldn't be surprised... If Liverpool actually try to bring him along slowly, and I know that's yeah, not like easy to do because you have a big a big price tag, but I I think it kind of makes sense because it is it is a really big transition stylistically. Mm. I mean, I was on the show last night and they're talking, oh yeah, now they, they have the big number nine center forward that they wanted. I mean, yeah, he can become that. I'm not sure Klopp sees him that way from day one. No, no, maybe I, not. I, I think if I'm Klopp, I have another year of Firmino. And if he gets back to full fitness, and he's going to have obviously the motivation of the World Cup, not that he needs more motivation. But I think this is a year where if Mane goes, and we'll get to Mane in a second, yeah. it's going to be even more important to have a center forward with Firmino-like qualities if you want to you know, ease the transition. Somebody with that intelligence, rather than somebody thrown into the deep end, where Darwin Nunez, you know, he... he, he he goes in there and then he gets lumps kicked out of him at the beginning. He has to react. Maybe he goes a couple of days without scoring. I'm not saying he can't do it. Maybe no, no, he no. will. But, but you don't have you think, to allow for that. But don't you think that the Darwin signing is an evolution of this Liverpool team? A bit like the Thiago Alcantara signing was, and this is different because he's much younger, but in the sense that it will help you yeah. playing a different way than the, the Liverpool with the, when Firmino had such a key role to play. And I, and I would not be surprised if Firmino could stay. He's got another year left on his contract. But not to play regularly because now with Nunes, you transitioning to something a bit different, maybe even more direct maybe than the verticality that you had before, maybe a bit more physical than what you had before. Instead of having a Firmino there who will, who will be like before, you know, will drop, will be like a force number nine or like a number 10 if you want. And then you, you play Salah and Jota on each side of him to benefit from his movement, which is very different to Nunez. So it would be strange to have Firmino for six months and then trying to bring Nunez in in a team that has played with a Firmino number nine for six months. Do you see what I mean? I take your point equally. I, <laughs> equally, there's different ways to learn, right? There's different ways to, there's different ways to transition. You could also make the point that if I'm playing in a game and I've got, I give the opposition 45 minutes of Firmino, yeah, and then all of a sudden I bring yeah, this true, dude true. on with his true. physicality and his pace. You know, it's going to be pretty yeah, jarring. Yeah, yeah, for, no, that's true. That's true. Um, for a defender, we have to talk about Salah because in some ways Salah's gone under the radar because so much of the focus has been on Mane. Yeah, um, obviously he's still a, a free agent in, in on June 30th. 
where does this play? Does, does this help Salah? Does this does this increase the chances of Salah staying at a number that, um, that he's going to be comfortable with? Would you be worried if you were Liverpool and you heard Salah say, "Oh, whatever happens, I will be there next season, even if I don't extend by by then." So you take the risk to have him, and then six months later he can sign for anyone, and then twelve months later he's he's completely free on the market Ooh. for anyone. Would you allow that? Would you want would you want him to commit before? It's either you extend and you stay or we're trying to find you a club now. Okay. I don't think they can sell both Mane and Salah the same window. No. And but but I think Salah and his agent know that, right? Yeah. So you know this this idea either you extend. I mean we're seeing it uh, same things happening in the, in Naples with Fabian Ruiz. Same thing happened before in Naples with Arik Milik, something that happens on a lower level. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, club, they don't want to lose their, their their asset, so they say, okay, either we find your club now or you extend. The guy says no, runs his contract down. We're seeing this happen happening all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salah holds all the cards here. There, there's nothing. There's nothing goes. Liverpool can do. Yeah. Um, all Liverpool can do is say, okay, well, if worse comes to worse, if we lose Mane this summer and Salah next summer, or we lose both next summer. Mm-hmm. We still have a front line of Jota, Darwin, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, and then Luis Diaz, which is pretty good. And yeah, we have Fabio Carvalho, and we have Harvey Elliott, who before he became yeah, a midfielder yeah. was really was really forward, right? So we're not, you know, we're slightly hedged. If this is the worst case scenario, then mm-hmm. it's okay, and we get Salah for another year, motivated Salah, Salah who's not going to the World Cup, and so we'll be well rested in the second half of the season. That's true. And by the way, it's not. You know, the way football's going, it's not guaranteed. January 1st, Salah goes and signs with somebody else. Yeah, if he scored 50 goals at that point and Real Madrid say, hey, join us for next season, sure, maybe. But you, we, don't, we don't know. No, it's, no, that's true. That's true. I, that's what I find so fascinating. It's, and I it's, think, it's, it's probabilities. It's game theory. And I think Salah has showed enough uh, and has done enough for, for Liverpool to, to say, like, I can stay even without a contract you know even without a contract for the following season and and give his best and be 100% and be committed and all of that which is maybe not the case of every player who looking down you know looking at running down a contract Salah will Salah can what about Mane because this this has been so public Mm. with with Bayern and we're going to deal with Lewandowski later but obviously the the two things are related to some degree Everybody seems to take it as as a given. I, I did it myself a few minutes ago. That you know, yeah, you're going to sell him. You're going to get 35 million for him, and and, and whatever. Um, what if Mane stays? I I don't think he stays. I think Liverpool know that they, he wanted, he wants to go. You know, he he. I think he knows that they needed the money of his transfer, which is coming soon for that for that Darwin deal. I really don't believe Liverpool could have made that 75 million euro deal without the the money from from the money deal. I don't think they. Are, I don't. I just don't think they have that that money ready available. They might have, and they might go and sign another midfielder and a right back and whatever from now on. But I really think that this was okay. Let's reinvest already the the money from the money deal into Darwin. This is perfect. This this suits us for all the reasons that you've explained. And now you can let Mane go, and he will go. He will go to Bayern Munich, who not only have Lewandowski issue, also Gnabry issue. Yeah. And then for that, he's perfect, and he wants to go there. So it makes a lot of sense. All right. Here's the other thing, and, and Liverpool fans, I'm not nitpicking, but I'm just trying to think the way you know Julian Ward and Klopp are thinking. Central midfield. 
uh, I know I'm going to see monosomatic, but I said, like, oh, Vinaldum left. He wasn't replaced. Yeah. They got away with it. Obviously, they, they pushed City until the very end and got to the Champions League final. There's only so many times you can do that. Hmm. I look at this midfield, and Fabinho, untouchable, fantastic, fine. But then I look at the others. Jordan Henderson is now a year older. Yeah. Thiago Alcantara is now a year older and continues to have all his injuries. That, that hasn't gone away. Yeah. Um, you know, both the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Nabi Keita got more playing time last season. I don't think that was necessarily what they wanted. I think it's fair to say that Nabi Keita probably hasn't lived up. Well, in fact, yeah, we no, know he yeah. hasn't lived up to the no. expectations he when, he, when he came in. Um, Curtis Jones, I was thinking, oh, they haven't replaced Sinaldum. It's because Curtis Jones is going to have a tremendous season. He did not have a tremendous season. He hasn't been a regular in that rotation. Maybe he will be next year. I don't know. Yeah, he had some He's had injuries. He's had yeah. Harvey Elliott looked good and then he had the tremendous injury but yeah. then Harvey Elliott's really I mean I, I don't like labels he's played in midfield he certainly wasn't a midfielder until he turned yeah, into midfield not, not to the level of a Wijnaldum is this know, where we need to think I think so too a big signing in midfield but that's why they were in for Chouameni until the end pretty much and then he chose can you explain this they were in for Chouameni until the end because you can't I mean even with selling Mane unless they were planning on selling somebody else that we don't know about for a lot of money. Uh, how could they have been in, the, in for sure many... I mean, I read the reports the way you did, right? But I don't understand this. Could they have pushed the 80, 80 million no, no, to 100 no, no. million? They, no, no, no. They got priced out pretty quickly. But, but, but before that, before, before the, the sort of bidding war with PSG, trying to hijack the Real Madrid deal and Real Madrid thinking like we can't not have him, they were they were in for him, this, but because he's a player that is perf, you know, he's perfect for them in in so many ways, the way they play, his qualities, it would have made a lot of sense. Not for 100 million, because again, I don't think they had that money, but for 50, which is the amount that Monaco at the, certainly at the beginning of the talks with all those clubs, were you know were pushing forward. So, are you suggesting then that they have they have a budget of 50 million or something like that? To bring in a midfielder. But then what I don't know, Gab, is how much then the non Chouamini deal impacted the Darwin deal. And, right. And so that they, they, they put that I money towards Darwin. But maybe they, have, maybe they still have 40 okay, to 50 so million you, to spend for If they don't bring in a midfielder, is it a problem for next season? Does it, would, it really hurt them relative to where City are? We can't... Well... It's hard to say now because if everybody stays fit and he's on yeah, good form... Yeah, if my aunt had wheels, I know, she'd be a bicycle. I know, but in it's that unrealistic case, to expect Henderson okay. and Jago Alcantara to be fit all season long. You True, but that, we right? can also say that City have lost another midfielder in Fernandinho. They also, City are also short in midfield. So maybe let's see who strengthens in midfield first and then we can have that debate on who is best equipped in midfield for next season because between the two. Because right now, it looks like both of them are, have been weakened. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we're not picking on Liverpool. I think City also yeah, needs yeah, to move exactly. in midfield. You also have the, the, the whether it's extending Gundogan or not, um, and Raheem Sterling as well. Also yeah, yeah, which is, and, and Haaland, Haaland and, Nune, and Darwin are similar in the sense, okay, who's going to adapt the quickest? Who is going to be the best? Who will have time to adapt? Because you said club usually gives the new players a bit of time to adapt to the system. I'm not sure Guardiola has that luxury at all, so it'd be very interesting to see. Stay tuned. I'm just excited to see Darwin Nunez in the Premier League. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, enough Nunez. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. It's not official, but no supposedly very close. Paris Saint-Germain have parted ways with Mauricio Pochettino. We assume, we think it's reported. Yeah, which is not surprised. Okay, but why is it taking so long? They're just waiting to find a successor to announce it all together. They, you know, instead of saying like, oh, Poch is sacked and out, let's now find who's coming next. They want to find who's coming next to say like, Poch is out and Marcotti is in. We're very excited to work with Gabriele. Imagine, I would love you to. For the record, I need to recuse myself from yeah. coaching Paris Saint-Germain because I enjoy doing the Gab and Joe show oh, too much. so good. But hey, we're still thinking Gaultier or Zidane or yeah. the Zidane? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the Zidane looks like less likely now. I know there was this incredible, was it on Friday? All those people saying, he's done, he's in Qatar, he's done. He's not, and it was not done. And yet they're still hoping and trying and talking. But like we've been explaining the last few weeks, it's hard to convince for different reasons. Um, but if they can't convince him, they're not going to stay without a manager for too long. So Galtier is clearly, Luis Campos is option. And they, presumably they have to pay off... Um, nice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there would there would be a little a little fee to pay for Nice. So is this the reason they haven't announced it that they or have they already? No, I think out? they're talking to Nice to to find a way. But it's fine, guy. Yeah, hey, take your time. It's you know, I mean, the players are on holidays. You know, it's like doesn't training camp start in like July third? July the third. So there's still time. There's still three time. weeks. Oh, yeah, you seem very very chilled it's out okay. about this. It's okay. I would rather Zidane than Galtier, by the way. I want to put it on the record. Okay. Just so you know. Meanwhile, Gab, our old buddy Paolo Fonseca has been linked to Lille. What do you make of that? Uh, you know, I love me some Fonseca. Uh, the very of handsome, very talented Paolo Fonseca. Um, it, it's interesting with, with Lille because I kind of feel that, you know, once Luis Campos left, once that circus went out of town, they still have stuck with this idea of younger players, of trying to find value, mm. um, you know, I, I spent some time with the with the with one of the two new owners last year, and he's like, you know, every time we look in a different corner, we find another another issue accounting yeah, wise. Yeah. But um, but Paulo Fonseca plays football the right way, and, yeah. and I think it would be interesting. I I think Paulo could aim higher. I would see him at a top top job personally. Yeah, me too. Um, but this is a good way to to relaunch your career. Yeah, definitely. Jules, the fallout from events uh, in the Stade de France surrounding the Champions League final rumbles on. We found out last week that security mm. footage from the stadium had been deleted, yeah. uh, which I thought was 
horrendous. Yeah. Um, thankfully, we do have pictures from the uh, train station, from the SNCF, uh, and they told us what we already knew, that there weren't 40,000 ticketless Liverpool supporters. Yeah. They just simply physically weren't there. It's just so many lies that have been spread out by the French. It's incredible whether it's from the, the French affair. By the way, I think he's getting off lightly in this because they are. They're just blaming the police for everything. Ultimately, they're responsible. They were the one in charge of organizing all security-wise, policing-wise, all of that, and they've messed it up completely. Uh, the government, who is now, everybody's apologizing. The sports minister, she's apologizing. The interior minister has apologized as well. Macron has the, told, has urged the supporters to sue for compensation. Yeah, of course. The préfet, you know, the, so the highest police authority in the, in the area has apologized after saying that he did ask to spray, you know, to pepper spray everybody and tear gas everybody, which I find, again, so baffling and so embarrassing. So I will say it again. I, I apologize. It, it, was, it was a disgusting way of treating fans of both teams, not just Liverpool, but Real Madrid fans as well. But what it was even worse, in a way, maybe, was what, all the aftermath, all those lies, yeah. trying to blame everybody else but themselves. It's just crazy. I, I have to say, we have a really ugly, ugly history of this, and obviously it affects Liverpool mm. with, with Hillsborough, but it's affected other disasters where I, can, well, I can't accept... But I can understand how police authorities will get things wrong. I can absolutely understand yeah, yeah. that. Um, I can't justify it, and I, I hold them to account. What I can never understand, and what I can, what must never be accepted, is cover-ups. Yeah. Is afterwards, if you are the police, you're here to you represent the state. You're there to keep people safe. If you have made a mistake, if you have put people's lives in danger, if you have mistreated people, I'm with you. You need to be held to a higher standard because you know what happens if we don't have that trust in the police then policing becomes more difficult because if people don't trust law enforcement yeah. that becomes more difficult for everybody starting with the police themselves so if, the, if this if it emerges this stuff was intentionally deleted rather than accidentally deleted they said it's automatic it, after seven days unless, yeah, but unless there's a request which I don't believe weirdly like yeah the railway yeah. people understood like oh well we better not delete these exactly. pictures you know come on man exactly a US district judge in Nevada has thrown out the case against Cristiano Ronaldo Gab brought by Catherine in Mallorca, the judge said her lawyer conducted himself in bad faith. In quote, bad faith. Quote, Those bad are faith, her sorry. words. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, the reason we're reporting this is obviously we report it when, you get, when he's accused because these are very serious yeah, accusations, yeah. but it's also fair that, he be, that we report this when he is, when he is cleared. Mm. Uh, she, she does have another opportunity for appeal. Um, I think some of this was also, she said as well, that the judge that this had to do with some of the documents and the way they were obtained and the way they were, they were presented. Um, it's an ugly story. I think everybody wants justice and everybody wants just to, think, to put this behind them yeah. with justice. Yeah. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. I sense a need for some more quick hits. Friends, who rumor has it are the reigning world champions, have one point from three games in their Nations League group. Jules Croatia up next in a few hours, 
Any relegation concerns? So it's two points, by the way. No, one point. I'm sorry. There are two draws and one defeat, okay. which is not much better than one point. I give you that. Okay. And we're still bottom. In a group with these powerhouses too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, Austria, uh, Croatia, <laughs> yeah. and Denmark. Um, it, it was not great. But if you look at it, it wasn't great for Germany, for England, for Spain. Yeah, England either. could get relegated too. You know, Spain won on, on Sunday night. But before that, there was not many games between those five like big European powerhouses, if you want. France have had some poor performances defensively, especially Theo Hernandez, who had such an incredible season, was all over the place, costing us two goals. Uh, and there was the Kylian Mbappe injury, all the rotation, all the changes. So I'm not sure how much we should read into this. And also, if, if we beat Croatia on Monday night, then we, we very much back, back into the... So it's, the it's, it's a big if. If it's a big if, Croatia have, haven't been you know, much better either. So. Well, you know, the new, the new regulations that, you know, where if you get relegated yeah, from your Champions League yeah, you lose yeah. your spot in the World and then Cup. A team, and then a team in blue just take your spot to go to the World Cup. I believe the Champions of Europe. Ah! <laughs> yeah, in your dreams, yeah. Spain, mid one, guy, beat the Czech Republic 2-0 on Sunday night and, as always, you've been a big, big fan of Luis Enrique. Yeah, I, I Carlos Soler and, and Sarabia scoring yeah. in this one. I love the fact that he... Uh, he basically played two different teams throughout. The, I mean, he's not the only one who's done yeah, it. Yeah, I love them. Um, a lot of them have done it, but but they kind of all look the same, right? The um, like, there's no. I, I feel like there's no real drop off, um, and and here it really is. I mean, national teams a lot of times it's you know getting your getting a system that fits the players. Here yeah. it seems that like no matter who plays, the system is the way is the same. The approach is the same. Gavi again oh, did the step up incredible. to the national team. Show that he isn't phased at all. Yeah, they had some ups and downs, and with a possession-based game, you are going to have games where you know you've got seventy percent possession. And yeah, Czech Republic had a good twenty minutes. The Absolutely. first twenty minutes they played well, but you know they're on track. Yeah, they're interesting. England are also bottom oh. of their group after being held at home by Italy nil nil in an, in an empty Molyneux, except yeah. for a bunch of kids. Uh, Jules. Lots of changes from Southgate, but Loads. still not much attacking punch. Definitely not. I mean, that miss by Sterling was incredible again, the cross from Rhys James, and then I'm not really sure what he's trying to do or if he sees the ball late, so, but it's a huge miss. But apart from that, there's the Mason Man shot on the bar, but this is, this is pretty much it. And I don't understand, I will say it again, I don't want to pick on Southgate all the time. I'm going to start calling him the English guy because this is getting out of hands now, how bad they are with the ball. And I know it's difficult, the national team, you don't always have time to, to, to work on patterns of plays and, and ball movement. I get that. However, this is bad. I think they were, they were bad the whole three games. It's not just the game against Italy. Mm. They were bad the whole time. And they did very little to show you that they're not Kane-dependent either when it comes yeah, to goals. Yeah, completely. And yeah, Tammy, no shot. I think didn't have a shot on target in that game against Italy. Yeah. No service either, pretty much. I think it's, it's really bad. I find that really roaring from, from the English guy. Mancini, on the other hand, Gab, continues to throw in the kids. You know, we've had Nyonto and Zerbin. Now it's Gatti, who I thought was really good. Esposito, Fratesi, plenty of them. It was, it's yeah. really cool. Gatti, whose name means cat, by yeah, the way, on his way, to, uh, on his way to Juve this season. Um, I love it. I, I, yeah. I think, look, too right. He's, I think he's had 47 debutants since he's been in charge. And in these games, you're not molding a team for the World Cup because Italy aren't going yeah. to the World Cup. Why not play the kids? Why not? You know, he played the veterans 
against Argentina, got spanked. Yeah. Play the kids. These guys aren't lacking for motivation. They're dynamic. They're exciting. They take they, they take chances. Now, you can look at it and see like, oh, but they still have trouble scoring. It's fine. Yeah. You know, you, nobody's going to be perfect. You're not going to have a perfect team. Um, Skamak, I think, can grow into it. If it's not him, maybe it'll be somebody else. But... But it's great, and I think a lot of minds are being changed that maybe the difference, maybe, like I said, I said, I've said this all along, I think we genuinely think we overvalue things like experience. I'm not saying yeah, it's not yeah, important, yeah. but these guys go in there, they have no fear, and they play, and it's fantastic. And, yeah. and I love me, I, I love Nyonto. Oh, I love the fact that he, well, looks, he looks short and round. Yeah, yeah, and- he is. <laughs> You know, at 18 years of age, but he's so he's quick. Strong, he always quick, has a smile. Yeah. He's strong as an ox. Great attitude. Wants to be there. This is what you want exactly. from the national team. Exactly. Eric Ten Hag has reportedly sent an email to all his players outlining two revolutionary key concepts. <laughs> One is that his emphasis will be on the team, not the individual. And two oh, is yeah? that nobody's undroppable. Oh, this is this is revolutionary. Yeah, I was heard you also sent another one saying we play with eleven players, and you know, the, I, I mean, come on. I guess. Okay. By the way, I just want to be clear, right? Before, I'll let you answer. I am not making fun no, of Eric Ten no, no. here. Well, I am making fun of our colleagues in the media who find out about this and says like, "Oh, look, this is Ten Hag's philosophy." This, yeah. is, this is just pure common sense. Exactly. It's not Ten Hag's fault. He's saying he's stating the obvious. He should state the obvious. That's fine. This is not what you judge Ten Hag on. Oh, no, definitely not. And I think, again, this is, this is normal things that a lot of managers do. Then he will go more into details when he gets with the players, either one-on-one or with the whole group in preseason, about what the rules are, what the philosophy is, you know, what the discipline will be. And, and it will set all of that together. And he starts like he starts like this, and maybe maybe he felt that it was good for some individual in that squad to be reminded of, hey, let's not forget, you know, undroppable, you know. And if I want yeah, to, yeah, but this you, is a total like I'll man bites you. dog, dog bites man. Like, it's okay. call me when he comes in and says this game is all about individuals. And by the way, you Cristiano <laughs> and you De Gea and you Varane, you will never be dropped. Yeah. That would be a story. Yeah, that would be a story. Frankie de Jong says, I would love to have, I quote, so I, I quote, I would love to have Lewandowski in my team. Uh, out of quote or end of quote, whatever it is. Gab, what team is that? Barcelona or Manchester United <laughs> or another one? Holland? It's a bit late for Holland. Hey, what's he going to say? Like, oh, I don't want to ever, I don't want to play with Lewandowski. He's got terrible body odor. I, what is amusing here is, is sort of, the link, right? The, 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 the dominoes that fall yeah. in the sense that if Barcelona sell De Jong for a lot of money to Manchester United, they can afford to sign Lewandowski at the same True. time. And I've said this all along. In any negotiation, I, I, Pini Zahavi is one of the most powerful experienced agents in the world. So I, I'm sure he has a plan B. But he must, but not B as in Barcelona, B as in something Another else. One, because man. he knows, and Javier Teba said it again this week, Barcelona, as it stands, cannot afford to sign Cassian Christensen, let alone Lewandowski. Yeah. So he knows another move has to happen for Lewandowski to move. For him to have any kind of leverage over, uh, over Barcelona, or indeed over, let alone Bayern, mm. he has to have an alternative place where Lewandowski could land. Yeah. I think Lewandowski, in the short term, would obviously do very well at Manchester United, would make them a better team. In the long term, it makes zero sense. I don't think it makes any sense for him because he's not going to play Champions League football. And I don't think it makes any sense for a rebuilding team either. No, yeah, I'm with you completely. Belgium are held by Wales 1 1. Jules, you're practically Welsh. How did it look? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought Belgium had that game under control once Tillemans scored that goal in the second half. Before that, 
it wasn't great. I mean, they had a lot of players out uh, or not there. De Bruyne played and started, played 70 minutes or something. Uh, and it was, it was West put a hard shift in, I thought. And then at one nil, you thought, OK, Belgium are going to win this. And then Brendan Johnson scored right at the end, his first ever international goal, which he's such a talented kid. I love him. He's such a, he looks so intelligent and so willing and so full of energy. It's great. And I think in the end, maybe that draw was... A little bit harsh on Belgium, but well done to, Be- to, to Wales for not giving up. Germany also held, well, also held, sorry, in this case by Hungary, 1-1. Gab, other than Hoffman, there's not too much to get excited about right now, right? It's a bit of a mess. No, it, it is a bit of a mess, and I think it's got serious issues. I, one play for me kind of stands out is the Havertz is two-on-one with Werner. Yeah. There's a goalkeeper right there. If you're Havertz, just realize the guy to your left is Werner. Don't pass him the ball. <laughs> just bury it. Instead, Werner, I, it was even suggested that Werner called for it. I don't know, but obviously he passed it to Werner, yeah. and Werner screws it up. Of course. No Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal lose to Switzerland. One nil. Jules, did you learn anything? Well, Switzerland got to be lucky in that second half because Portugal, I thought, were really, really good, really dominant. But that goal early on changed the game. Switzerland needed a win. Bali, Yaki needed that win. So well done to them. Erling Haaland, who was announced uh, on Monday, Gab, as a new Manchester City player, also back two goals as Norway beat Sweden 3-2 on Sunday. And that was bittersweet for our friend, Janagel Fjord of Gab. Why? Well, because that was Holland. Holland scored two goals, and now he's up to twenty goals for Norway, and which means he's pulled level with oh, with Jan August. Must it like this? Uh, maybe if Holland retires, they'll just <laughs> <laughs> go off into history together. No, I, I'm assuming Jan has probably played a few more games for Norway than twenty and twenty-one for Holland. It's pretty cool. But yeah, that's the, that, that's quite the strike rate. Um, obviously, in the meantime, we've had confirmation of what we yeah. already know, that he's going to be um, a Manchester City player from, from next season. I, I kind of get the sense that so many people have kind of lined up to tell us why this is going to fail, right? Mm. Because they think, of, oh, look, you know, he, he scores a lot of goals on the counterattack and City spent so much time camped out in the opposition half. Or, oh, look, you know, he hasn't, he's had so much success without a traditional center forward. And the last time he was good and had a traditional center forward in, in Aguero, it's a completely different type of forward. I think it's all nonsense. Yeah. I think people forget that Erling Haaland is a young player who can develop and he can do so many things. He is an exceptional passer yeah. of the ball, for example. Mm. He will work his rear end off. Uh, there's so many dimensions yeah, to it. I agree with you. I agree. I, I don't have any worries. Not for him. Not for Darwin. Not for, not for those kind of talents. Yeah, I, mean, really. I, I don't know that we put Darwin Nunez and Erling Holland in the same sentence just yet. Right. No, 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 no. But in the sense that I don't have any worries. It's nothing to do with them in the same sentence. They. It's just when you have that kind of talent, I don't think you should worry about joining a top top team. I think they will fit. It might take a little bit of time, but I think they will fit. And for Holland. He will give City another dimension, whether that is by changing his game slightly. I think he will need to do that. I think Pep will have to tweak his way of playing a little bit to suit Erling in the best way possible. Because right now, they used to play in a different way without, without someone like Haaland. So, of course, for De Bruyne, for Bernardo, if he stays, for the two wingers, whoever they are, it would be different to play with Haaland than to play the way they did this season. But... It's not going to be a problem. That's the thing. He's going to score loads of goals for City. I, I'm also looking back to, if I was to ask you, who is the best manager that Erling Holland or the best coach that Erling Holland has ever had? You would probably say Stalisolbakken, right? Um, <laughs> don't no, show, I would. I, I, we're kind of going to the next level here with Pep. I mean, I, I'm not blowing smoke at Pep, but people have talked about how 
Pep has worked with individuals and made oh, so yeah. many of them so much better. Uh, this is something that that's that's really exciting to me. It's not often Bless that you him. get managers who get to work with really talented young players at an early age, um, and it'll be curious to see how that progresses. Mm. Yeah, you know, I Completely. because we always have to compare everything between Holland and Mbappe. I would suggest to you. I'm not saying Mbappe's had bad managers. Obviously, Tuchel's not a bad manager. Pochettino's not a bad manager, but. I don't think he's ever had managers who necessarily made yeah. him better and helped him grow. Um, whereas Holland will have that opportunity now. Massively. I mean, he will develop his football brain. He will develop his awareness. He will develop his, you know, his technical ability, of course. And I think he's he will make him more mature. I mean, if 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 you are a young player and you can work with Pep, you go, you know, you walk there. And I think this is going to be a, f- a fantastic matchup. Again, it might take a little bit of time. It's just sunny at the start of the season, after a short summer, but there's no doubt that he's going to be an amazing player for them and Pep is going to build him into a world, world, world-class player. Barcelona have confirmed that Usman Dembele has yet to sign his new deal, which I think we, we already knew, so yeah, they're, they're you, telling uh, us this every yeah, so often. Yeah. Uh, Jules, I want to ask you about this because I have strong views on this. So obviously he's a free agent yeah. in a few weeks. He can sign with anybody he wants. He continues to be linked with Chelsea. Can you explain this? Yeah, I think so. I tried before. Um, you please try again because he's a winger who's Chelsea, linked to a team that doesn't play with wingers. So but I, Chelsea need a one-on-one a player who takes players on one-on-one. They, they need someone who can... No, don't look at me like this. They need someone I can come does, up with a long list of things that Chelsea need okay, but before they, that. Yeah, yeah, but he's a free agent. So, you know, he, this is not like a Jules Koundé deal that takes a lot of work to be done and a lot of negotiation and back and forth with Sevilla to sign a centre-back. He's a free agent. You find an agreement with him, he's yours. I, I think Chelsea badly needs a player that will take on players, do four or five dribbles, successful dribbles per game and have that threat on the sides. Yeah. Even if Somebody it, not named Pulisic or Ziyech no, or Hudson Adoy. Pulisic is not like Dembele. Neither, neither is Ziyech. They don't they have can, the same qualities. They can run at people and. and but they and don't have the pace them. that Dembele has, certainly not with the ball at dribbling people. Pulisic is more of an inside 10 for me, and certainly the way Tuchel has been playing him. I think if you take Dembele, you're going to change a little bit the way you set up. And the you're going to change you play. it a lot because but you're going to have to. But you can still play with wing backs and have a player wide like Dembele. But play 3 4 3. But yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can have Mason Mount go. But Messerman goes behind the striker and then you got more width with, with Dembele on the right-hand side, which leaves Chilwell more space on the left-hand side because Mount or Polisic will come inside more, which is, won't be the I, case for Dembele. I, I, I honestly, I, I think this makes zero I sense, especially the numbers that he's talking. Not because Dembele's a oh, bad yeah, player. It's a high, yeah, high because wages. you have to disassemble your whole lineup to play. If you want to go 4-2-3-1, fine. Then let's go and have a conversation about four two three one. Which, by the way, given that you're losing center backs, might not be necessarily Maybe, no? be a yeah. bad idea. I think it would actually benefit Lukaku if he sticks around, or indeed even Havertz uh, as your one, and you have the wingers there. Then go and do that. But in the system but, that they played last year, if if, if if Tuchel comes to me and says, "Yeah, what about Dembele?" I say, "Hey, how about you make it work with the guys we already I have?" Know, but last year, and worry once, about a midfielder and a defender. Once you block the two wing backs, then there was very little from the wings from Chelsea, and that was just not good enough. And I think you could change that for sure. Sticking with Barcelona, Gab reports in Spain say that Marcos Alonso has told Chelsea he wants to move, and that Barcelona are waiting to see. What the price tag is. Yeah, he wants to go and replace Usman Dembele, maybe. <laughs> like, I, 
What, be the Jordi Alba uh, number two? I, I don't understand this at all. This seems to me like another one of those stories that's out yeah. there, right? Uh, there's a couple things. I understand if you're Marcos Alonso, you say, oh, but look, all these people around me think that Chilwell is so much better than me and I get all this abuse. When Let's look at the numbers. How many how many uh, fullbacks or, or wingbacks have been more productive on the attacking end yeah, that's true. than Marcos Alonso in the Premier League? Not many. Not many and I think one of them is probably named Andy, and I don't know if there's anybody else other than him, that's true. certainly on that, down the left-hand side. So I could see him wanting to do that, but it's like, dude, you have a contract. Chelsea would have to uh, name a price, get a fee for you, find a replacement for you, somebody yeah. back up Chilwell because Chilwell's been injured each of the last two seasons. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that simple. And if you're Barcelona, wait, well, you need another 30-year-old on big money when you already have Jordi Alba in that position? I know. It doesn't what, make what, any what, sense. I mean, I know they need a backup for Jordi Alba, but surely they can, they can find someone else. Find a kid. Exactly. Well, maybe from, from their own academy. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks... Predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. France's big boys may be bottom of their Nations League group and staring relegation in the face. <laughs> but there's good news from the kids as they win what used to be called the Toulon tournament. Yes, now it's a right. different name. Jules, get me excited. Uh, it's, a, it's a great generation, to be fair. Uh, Can the, you tell people what the Toulon tournament is? Because yeah, so I, it's, I, I think that for most people, the Toulon tournament only exists because Roberto Carlos scored that ridiculous free kick there 20 years ago. That was, that was not even the same tournament, but that's, this one is for <laughs> under 20. Yeah, this one is for oh, under this 20. Is the, so this is the under 20 edition of yeah, the Toulon tournament. So, so this is the under 20. So for under twenties, which is the um, the best tournament for that age group for national teams, basically, it's been going on for years and years. And usually, you get to see the uh, the, the players of the future at that younger. So we're not going to name them all, but you've seen pretty much every single top player now has played in that tournament uh, before. And France hadn't won it since the Kimpembe generation in 2015. So that was a good win for them. Sekumara, the border striker, was outstanding. And Buku from Reims as well. Aushish from Saint-Étienne. I'm not going to name them all, but this is really good. Who did they beat in the final? They beat Venezuela, who have, who have one outstanding player in Segovia. Uh, they're incredible, who scored in that final. They've been really good all tournament, Venezuela. This is a very good generation they have. And they played really, really good football. Segovia is a city in Spain known for its lamb. Yeah, it is, it is. And you know what? I've been a couple of times. You've got agents and scouts literally everywhere. You've got, you've got proper fans. You can go and buy a ticket. It's like five euros, I think, to go and, and see those kids. But some, some played in Liga, in, in Serie A. Why are we here? Why don't we go and do the show from there? We should. Toulon. Toulon is also, in my mind, is it Toulon, which is the shipbuilding capital of, yes. of France? Yeah, that's you go it. go look at the big ships. And yeah, the, I mean, there's the nicer places next to it, but we don't have to stay in Toulon. <laughs> but it's great. But yeah, you've got basically every single club. That's rugby country, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is massive. But this, is, this, and this was another really, really good tournament. So um, well done to France. And well done to Venezuela as well for the final. Andrea Pirlo is back in management. Gabby is signed for something. Come on, it's not nice. Called Fatih Karagumruk, who are in the top flight in Turkey. One year did. 
They finished eighth last year. Yeah. They have a bunch of Italian Fabio players. Borini. Fabio Borini yeah. is there, yeah. Um, I don't know what the link is because they have a bunch of guys who are former uh, Serie A players. It's funny, I spent some time with one of his, uh, a member of his staff, actually, uh, just before I got COVID. And he just talked about how, like, how badly he wanted to work again. Um, obviously, he's. So that's what he had. What? This he year? Didn't what? have anyone else. That's Fatih. Fatih was the only team. Um, apparently so. And he also reminded me, and I had forgotten this, that I think that that year that you know, he was so derided by everybody, they came within two points of finishing second in the league. So yeah. if you were to make a comparison with what Max Allegri happened, what happened then this year, yeah. now. Um, and six, points, six more points as well, I think, than Allegri at the end. Yeah, he's got some great stories from, mm. uh, um, from that season, which I'll yeah, share with sure. you, which I'll share with you off there. <laughs> I. I love it when people. This is where you can go and build a reputation, right? This is where you can mm. where you can show what you can achieve. You're not going to have Completely. a great budget. I wish more managers had the guts to do this. Yeah. And I think Pirlo feels that he still needs to learn. It's pretty obvious. Pirlo could wait around, yeah. right? And he would get a call at some point from a mid-table team in in in, in Serie A or yeah. in Spain or in England, right? That is, that's not an issue there. But he wants to go and he wants to work now. He wants to make himself better. I got massive respect for that. Yeah, me too. Ryan Gravenberch to Bayern is official. Oh, I still feel this kind of flown under the radar a little it has. bit. We mentioned it a few few weeks ago when we, when Why we didn't sign for Liverpool. Happen. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, Bayern went for Masrawi and him to to Mino players, of course. Uh, Gravenberch with only one year left on his contract, which you got him for around. 30, I mean, with add-ons, it's twenty-five million euros, pretty much something like that. Which I think is a still is an absolute bargain for a player of his quality at his age. With this experience already, we talked about experience before, but you know, in terms of just playing time and playing experience, it's going to be great for for a club who needs midfielder in the sense because Goretzka and Kimmich are there, and then you go down to Roca and you know players like and that. Tolisso's out of contract, isn't he? Tolisso is gone, exactly out of contract. Sabitzer has been a failure. Let's be honest. Why hasn't Tolisso been linked with anybody? I know he's been linked. They're trying hard to move him to England. To some mid-table English to, side. Well, he, he dreams of a top six club. World Cup, World Cup winner. Yeah, attention. World Cup winner. Corentin Tolisso. So, no, well done to Bayern. I think this is a really, really smart piece of business from them. So, well done. If I have expected to confirm today, Gav, that we will have semi-automatic linesmen at the World Cup. You know, those robots. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What does this mean exactly? Can you explain to well, us? They went out of their way to explain these are not robot linesmen. Oh, I would have loved to see those robots. They're going to no. Basically, they're going to use. They've got a whole bunch of cameras that they're going to have. I think it's eighteen or twenty-five different um, body body parts that they can track, and essentially, they're going to be able to, to tell you within twenty seconds whether a player is is offside or not. Yeah. You're not going to have anybody drawing lines yeah. on the on the pitch or anything like that. Now, you're still going to have VAR who can still look at it and say, no, this is wrong or this is right. Or, you know, and you still have to consider other things. Is he interfering with play? Is he coming back from an offside position? All this other stuff. But in terms of the, the location on the pitch, this is about as accurate as it's going to get. Yeah. Gonna get. And I know there's going to be Muppets up there going to talk about frame speed and all this other nonsense. And when does the ball leave his foot? But <laughs> this is far more accurate and far quicker, more importantly, yeah. um, than the current system. Everton have reportedly set a £50 million price tag for Richarlison. Jules, he's been linked to Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, and well, Spurs. Spurs yeah. um, any of these make sense? 
Um, it depends what he wants and what those club wants. If well, Spurs, I presume he wants a bigger club than the one he's okay, at now. Club maybe Spurs, in the Champions League. Which Spurs, he will sit on the bench. What you know? What would he do with Spurs? The Spurs Zofie thing, I don't care. And Son and Kane and that. Where, where does he fit? And surely he wants to be the number one if he leaves Everton. He's gone, he wants to be the number one somewhere else. Okay, He's not going to be the that. number one at Paris Saint-Germain or no, Madrid. neither. So. <laughs> so, like, what, you've spent 50 million on the sub? That's why it doesn't make much sense for me, either for could, those clubs or for him himself. You don't think he could fit into Real Madrid's front line down the right-hand side? I mean, maybe, but I'm not, sure, I'm not sure. I'm not Better job than Rodrigo or Marco Sensio? I'm not or? sure playing him wide is, is a good idea. I, I, certainly, I don't think this is his best position. And he can fill in for Benzema when Benzema takes yeah, so the again, off. So is he better than Mariano? Again, so that's the second choice. So you would spend 50 million on the second choice. And then, and for him, he would have to, to, to settle with sitting on the bench for most of the time because if you're Karim Benzema as number two... Well, no, he starts... Come on, work with me here. Yeah. He starts in a front line. My front line is Vinicius, Benzema, Richarlison, which is not bad, right? I'm not, I'm not Richarlison. when Benzema fan. takes a day off, Richarlison plays through the middle and I play yeah, Rodrigo maybe, 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 yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit harsh. More, I'm just, I'm just not a fan. More I logical than Paris Saint-Germain. Well, oh, by yeah. the way, I did mention this guy. They want to troll you, but Icardi gave an interview recently where he said, "Like I can feel that this is my season. There's a big year yeah, coming up." No. Yeah, but no, Maro. You can stay in uh, Rwanda or Kenya, wherever you were on your safari with Wanda, and this, this is fine for me. Gav, I'm guessing many of our listeners won't know much about Qatar's football team, but they did win the 2019 Asian Cup. A new book by John McManus shed some lights on how they got to be so good. I, I it's an interesting was, program. Yeah, I, I thought this was really, really interesting um, mm. because I think a lot of people just simply don't know about it, and I think it's something that, that that's worth looking at. Um, Basically, obviously, Qatar, as we all know, it's a tiny, tiny country. You're talking about you know, 300,000 people. Take away all the women, all the old people, yeah. all the children, and you just don't have a lot of bodies. So uh, people talk about nature versus nurture. You know, I'm more on the nature side, but, yeah. you know, I, you don't have people to choose from. So originally, if you remember way back in 2004, and, and they've done this in other sports, they just started naturalizing. Yeah, handball, for right? example. The handball, fully, like, yeah. what are, they all, what are, are they all Bulgarian or Dutch yeah, or something? Yeah, there's everything. There's even a French guy, I think. All right. Um, so remember they tried that. They tried to naturalize Ailton. And, yeah, yeah. And they're like, FIFA's like, uh-uh, no, you can't do this. So they had to come up with something else. So they built the Aspire Academy mm -hmm. that we've, we, we've all heard of, and essentially they got a bunch of Qatari kids to go and, and train them. The problem is you need to play against high-level opposition to get better. So they combined it with a certain amount of, you can call it philanthropic, but they went around the world. They went to Brazil. They went to a bunch of countries in Africa. And they said, hey, do you want to come train and live and work at the Aspire Academy? We'll give you an education. You can work with these, because they also spend a ton of money on coaches yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And they did this. They ran these programs around the world, which, A, gave them a lot of know-how and a lot of scouting intelligence about promising players. Um, we're talking about, you know, kids. We're talking about yeah, 14, yeah, 15 yeah. years old. Yeah. Then they were able to bring these guys to Qatar where they could train and play against their own guys, which made their own guys better. Some of these guys, when they grew up, they ended up playing in the Qatari league, initially as foreigners. But then, you know, obviously after a certain amount of years, you can be naturalized. Mm. So some of them have been naturalized. I think three of them have been naturalized. Um, the one thing which is 
not so good in this whole thing is obviously there's a lot of, as we know, there's a lot of migrant labor in Qatar. A lot of these kids who are who are Qatari and play for Qatar, they don't actually have Qatari citizenship. They have this sort of, they have something called, um, I'm blanking on the name now, but it's basically, <clears throat> it's like an, it's a type of passport which allows them to represent the country. Yes, yes. But it's not full citizenship. No full citizenship. Yeah, that's right. I think 17 of the 23 are like this. This doesn't mean that these are people that they've brought in for yeah, the last yeah, minute. Yeah. These are people who who have grown up there and whatever. And, you know, it's not that different. In, no, in, in France, Qatar, most of, but yeah, you know, the last like England team, I think 13 of the players had other, other nationalities as yeah. well. So it is something that they probably want to work on. Um, so it's interesting how they did it. Obviously, it took a lot of money. But they didn't just go and naturalize a bunch no, of people yeah. and get really good all at once. Yeah. Bulgaria's team bus was involved in a serious accident ahead of their game against Georgia and Tbilisi. Jules, our thoughts are with everyone involved, and particularly winger uh, Todor Nedelev. He underwent surgery for a brain injury. Yeah, that's really um, dramatic scenes, Gav, and they in, in Tbilisi and so on. They went to the game. The game, the game, by the way, was played. He finished nil-nil on Sunday afternoon, and that was Saturday. Nedelev was the only one injured in the whole crash. The, the two two coaches, two buses, crashed into each other. Basically, let's hope he's okay. Apparently, the first signs are. The, the, the good that he would be able to recover but it was it must have been a, like a terrible shock for the whole team I'm surprised the game went ahead I have to say I mean I know it's a really really congested schedule now and I don't know when they would have played that game but I was surprised to see the game played so as you said all our thoughts are with um, with Nedelef and all the Bulgarian team it was a year ago yesterday, Gav, that Christian Eriksen collapsed during the Euros. Now, after six months by playing for Brentford, he's a free agent. Where do you think he should go? I don't know. I, I'm really curious about this. There's been talk about him reuniting with Conte, which mm. seems weird in some ways. Yeah. But then again, you know, people grow up. Who knows? I guess. Um, I think, look, it's not, I'm sure he's thinking about it. I, I think he should remember what he said when he came out on what his dream of playing mm. at the World Cup. So wherever he goes, it should be what allows him to best prepare for the World Cup. Um, if it's another team in the Premier League, if it's a mid-table team, I, I don't want to see something where he overexerts himself or, yeah. or whatever, and then he's not 100% the World Cup. Because for this fairy tale to end, it's got to end with him yeah, having a tremendous right. World Cup. That's true. That's very true. Time to hype up another rising French Woo-hoo! superstar, Jules. You ready? Yes. Tell me about Angers' Mohamed Ali Cho. Oh. Is he the new only living sore lost in captivity? <laughs> he is on his way to Real Sociedad. That's true, Gab. I don't know what that means for Isak and for Solos. But, but they've, they've, they've got him now. They won the, they won the bidding war. They won the, the bid. There was uh, other clubs like Marseille, Betis, Salzburgs and clubs in England and Germany as well because he's, he's that good. He's 18, just turned 18, had a, a really good season last year in a, in a very average defensive team in Angers um, and playing for France under 21 and uh, you know in this, in this international window as well. Great, talented striker, tall, strong, really good technically, really quick, like a Nicolas Anelka type of player. Really, really, I think, interesting for the, for the summer and I like the idea that he will go there and this is a team that play nice football he will learn a lot I think La Liga suits his game too so I'm really interested to see how he does next season I am interested in the Cho part because I'm wondering is if he has East Asian roots and yeah with, you know. yeah it sounds like yeah, the name certainly sounds like that he's, he's half French half English that I know for sure he's got the two passports and you know spent time living in the two countries 
um, which that's why I thought he would move to the Premier League. I really, I really thought that this was the move he wanted, and and maybe he's for later. You know, it's career. funny, and I'm digressing here because it's the podcast part of the show. We're increasingly seeing so many players who. Because they move around, because obviously the, the, the effects of, of immigration and so on. But I'm thinking of Jamal Musiala. Yeah, true. An obvious one. I'm sure he'd be eligible for, yeah. well, obviously England and Germany. But I, I'm assuming he's got roots somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And also... Uh, Mikel Olise. Sorry? Mikel Olise as well from... Christian Michael Olise is what? Yeah. He's French and Irish and... Yeah, Nigerian. Yeah. He has and he came for England, of course. Yunus Musa. Yeah. Right? American, Italian, uh, English, English yeah. and is it Ghanaian, I think. Yeah, Ghanaian. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's the new frontier. I know, it is. We have another Clásico in the US. Gab, Real Madrid and Barcelona will face each other on July 23rd in Las Vegas, baby. Are you excited? Are we going? Uh, we should make it a point to go. It's just yeah. before, just, 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 just before my birthday, As July twenty eighth, which is also Harry Kane's birthday. Like by every the way. year, Gab, you know, mentions it. And Michael Carrick. And Michael Carrick. That's pretty cool. And Jackie Onassis. Nice. There you go. See. <laughs> um, I think we should go. I think we should make it a point. I think. I mean, the show will be on hiatus then. But I think. True. I think it would be irresponsible. I agree. Not to send the two of us. And Freddie, assuming our producer, assuming he ever comes back from 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 Cutter. he is, yeah. And if he can't make it, let's have Graham, who is who is a lot more multilingual. Do you know Graham is fluent in Mandarin? Is he now? He is fluent in wow, Mandarin. So many times, um, so much time. So yeah, look, preseason classicals. I went to the one. They had one in Miami a few years ago. Yeah. Um, it just generates so much hype, and obviously it's a friendly match, and obviously people know that you know we'll probably get a lot of Mariano Diaz yes, still a lot at the club, of kids. but. Um, but it's cool. It's still a classico. And it's Remember Vegas, the Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, the 6 nil or 6-1? 6-1, six six like I yeah, think it was, was yeah. Years ago I, was that, well. I think that was in New York, I think. Yeah, maybe. It's crazy, yeah. We do have some of the Goose games. Uh, Holland played Poland. Uh, a Lewandowski-less Poland. That's right. Go two goals. They, they, they went two goals down. And I'm telling myself, all right. It's over. We've got These guys are folding. But no. No, the second half was much better, to be fair, Gab. But Poland in the first half, Mati Kash, Aston Villa's right back, scoring the first goal, Zielinski with the second. Uh, and and Holland really sloppy in the first half. Not Kash not so the, good in the second half. Yeah, and then the second half, much better. And then he got to 2-2. And then there's this penalty for Memphis Depay. Literally in the 92nd minutes, he can win the game for the Netherlands, which would then go even even more at the top of that group in the Nations League, and he hit the post. Can, can I make a Memphis Depay point, which I've made before? I think Memphis Depay, in terms of technical ability, is one of the best players in the world. Okay, yeah. maybe it's not the, you know, you yeah. can say he's top yeah, 20, he's, right? He's, he's right up there, yeah. Why are you messing around, Lewandowski, this and that? You've got Memphis freaking maybe, Even if you have to sell somebody, right? You sell somebody, somebody to raise money. Why sell Frankie de Jong? Why not sell this dude? This dude can, can win games for you single-handedly. He's done it before. Play him regularly. scores regularly. I know. What's the problem? Why don't people like him? I don't know. Maybe the whole personality and, you know... Scare some clubs? I don't know, because he's always been... And he knows what he wants, and he's got a really strong personality, and that was the case at Lyon, and sometimes he clashes with 
the manager or with the it's president. Not class with, with Xavi. He's been on good no, behavior in Barcelona. Sense, no, no, but in the sense that because he says what he thinks, but then yeah. it's over after. You know, it's not. He's not a problematic kid at all. He was problematic, perhaps, yeah, when anymore, he was younger. But, but now, come not on, anymore, man, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just maybe they don't think he's, he suits his profile suits the way they play. Giorgio Chiellini has been officially announced as a LA FC player, Gab, which we knew that was going to happen. Are you excited for MLS and for Los Angeles? I'm curious to see about the next step, the next stage in his career, right? So Chiellini obviously has big plans. For those who don't know, this is a guy who I struggle a little bit. There's a lot of things about Chiellini the player, especially when he was young. I mean, when you get old, in the end, you like everybody, right? Yeah. When he was younger, he kind of towed the line on certain issues a little bit too much. I think when it came to to Juve, I think he exaggerated injuries too much, and he didn't need to. Right. But then you see him talk, and he's got the big nose, and he's humble, and he's smiley, and he is immensely likable. And I think he's kind of mm. recasting himself in this vein. Juve said there will always be a job for you. I think he's doing the right thing in leaving Juve now because I think. People have talked about it. There could be some. There have been some changes at Juve. I think there will be more changes yeah. at Juve. Certain people may well be leaving Juve. I'm talking at, at the, the club yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think not being a part of that helps Chiellini. It mm-hmm. makes him ready to come back. And maybe he still wants to play. No, he wants. Well, he could be. I mean, he would find another club. He could be playing football. But he wants to go to the U.S. He wants to perfect his English. His English is already for being an Italian footballer. His English yeah. is pretty good already. But it'll only get better. Is he going to have a massive impact on the field? I don't know. The prospect of him at his age, you know, chasing a lot, chasing around all these like younger guys yeah. in you know ninety degree, ninety eight degree humidity or ninety eight percent humidity in in Dallas or something in the middle <laughs> of the summer probably wouldn't be my choice. Yeah, but um, it's an experience, and I think he is somebody who I think will be back. He is somebody who I think has a lot to give, not just to Juve, uh, but to football. In fact, I almost hope. He, he takes a wider stance. He's been involved in the players' union as That's well. That's true, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. By the way, since we mentioned Italian, old Italian players and players' union, shout out to my man, Damiano Tomasi, the original warrior of the light. Um, he ran for mayor of Verona. Oh, I and, okay, he, Verona is, he ran for a center-left coalition. Verona is very much a right-wing city and sort of the center-right put two candidates forward and he was running for the center-left. But he won the first round. He got, like, projections say around 40% of the vote. Nice. The other two guys will get together like they do in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll probably lose a second ballot. But um, he is genuinely one of the good guys. Um, And uh, well done, Damiano. Now, this was just a random clip I saw on social from Adrian Mutu's farewell game. Uh, But I invite everybody out there, go check it out. George Haji's assist at 57 years of Can age. You, 57. You know, 57 is old. He's really old. And yet, for him to still be able to do things like that, I just think you, you don't lose it. When you were that good, technically, well, even, even, even not as great as him, but when you were a really good player, technically, uh, that left foot. I, 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 remember, I remember when, like, you know, he's a couple years younger than uh, Diego Armando Maradona was, and sort of when he continued playing into his mid-30s, and I said, like, just please stay around because there's glimpses of Diego in you with that. With Even that without running, you know. And we've seen players, once they've retired, who were not very good technically, then they don't look, they look like they never, they <laughs> yeah, could not have been professional. <laughs> but with him, you, you saw and you know, okay. 
The pink and black attack is back. Palermo beat Padova in the playoffs and returned to Serie B. Gab, there are rumours that some rich owners might be on their way as well. Hey, this is fantastic. Look, Palermo is no, probably the great. biggest city in a proper footballing nation that punches below their weight in terms of, in terms of football. Yeah. But they're back in Serie B and there's, there's continuous rumours of a takeover. Now, uh, one is a group led by Jim Pallotta, the former Roma, uh, Roma owner. Mm-hmm. The other one, City Football Group. Oh, nice. How about that? Yeah. Uh, how excited yeah, the City Group don't, don't have a club in Italy, so... No, 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 no. It, it means that was just fantastic. Yeah. Pink and black, baby. Oh, come on, come shout on. out to Bret Hart as exactly. well, of course. Of course. Um, Jules, this brings us to an end. But we got to come back on Thursday. Yes. Because there's so much to talk about. There's going to be more transfers coming. Maybe even some clarity on uh, uh, Lewandowski's future. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 